0: Tonight, we are all in for a treat. The guest is amazingly talented, beyond talented. She has made her mark in the industry. She has been in some of our favorite shows, like Martin and Everybody Hates Chris. Now the neighborhood. I mean, the list goes on and on. Let's go. This is Linnea, your host, and welcome back to Unpacking the Box Podcast, Season 6, The Wolf is back.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: may I have your attention, please? The show starts in... Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Tonight I'm here with an iconic actress, award winning actress, Tashina Arno. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm so great. So Guys, <laughs> yes, I'm happy to be talking to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, so let's start here. Tell me what it was like, because I know you're from Queens, New York, right? Yes, Jamaica, Queens, New York. Queens, How was it growing up in New York? What was it like for you? I mean, I love growing up.
1: I love the fact that I grew up in New York and was born and raised in Queens. It's like uh, living in Queens, you get the best of both worlds. You know, I auditioned and did all the stuff. I went to school, I mean, you know, to school, I went to church, I did everything in Harlem, you know, in, in Harlem between, you know, all all New York city, but I uh, did everything in the city, but I lived in Queens. So literally I would take three trains and a bus every day to get to the city and, uh, the, you know, living being a New Yorker, you know, I was exposed to so much culturally. I was exposed to everything, and especially during you know the times that I, the time that I was there in New York during the uh, I was born in the '60s, so you're the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. I was there during the '60s, '70s, and '90s, '80s. Like it's fun. It was great. It was a great time in life.
0: I <laughs> a yes. lot of,
1: I digested a lot. It's really cool.
0: Cool. So at at what moment did you like fall in love with acting, you know, knowing that it would be something that you would do professionally? When I did the Me Nobody Knows
1: at the Billy Holiday Theater in Brooklyn, that was my first stage gig ever. And uh, it, was, it was really an amazing experience because, you know, I got my first bug when I was three, at the age of three, I sang in church for the first time. Mm-hmm. And to hear, to look out and see the congregation. So the congregation was my first audience. So getting that bug and seeing everybody just pay attention to me and listening to me, I got the bug. That so, you know, I was like, well, uh, this is this is great. So I wanted to sing all the time. And then by the time I got eleven, I uh, I was in a show called "The Me Nobody Knows" at the Billy mm-hmm. Holiday Theater, and uh you know, that was my first audience, my first theater audience. And it was just no turning back. It was just what I love doing. And I never, I haven't haven't looked back.
0: Yes. And that's so inspiring because I remember watching you, I, I believe it was on Uncensored and you were talking about how you, how you just mentioned you were on the train and the subway and stuff and going to like these gigs. I was like, that is dedication. You know, that is hard work that inspired me to like go for my dreams and to keep going like you did all those things to get to this point where you are now like that was that was so inspiring to me well when you know when
1: it's something that you love doing you don't it doesn't you don't look at it as a job it was just something that i wanted to book jobs mm-hmm. but you know i was doing something that i just loved doing and so it doesn't you know you don't put it you know you don't look at it as a job you look at it as something that you just really enjoy doing it you put your all into it and then you you know you learn about it as you go you know you take your bumps and your bruises but mm-hmm. you know, something that you love doing you know and it doesn't become a task yes and you
0: are great at
1: it well, <laughs> you
0: great. are thank you yes you're welcome so like what has it been like maneuvering the industry as a black actress
1: i stopped maneuvering <laughs> like sometimes you got to switch your game up so as an actress in in just hollywood altogether, you just as an actress period you need to it's good to just take things as they come but know what direction you want to take learn things that you will not take or put up with and you kind of learn as you go and you learn your purpose in what you want out of it and You know, Mm -hmm. what I wanted out of show business is wasn't to be a star. It was just to do good work and just do something that I enjoyed doing. So because I was young and doing it at a young age and literally in my career, my calling at such a young age, it's, it's a part of you. So my story is a little different than other people who start off a little later in life or whatever, who, you know, I just, I never had a regular job. This is all that I've done. So I mm-hmm. have nothing to compare it to. Uh, it's not like I woke up, you know, 30 years old said, I want to act. I was, you know, a, 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 kid. So I was still developing. So I developed into all of this. So my ideals about it and my, my, um,
0: my fervor for it is a little different. Mm-hmm and you and you mentioned you are you you always mention that you don't look at yourself like a celebrity or a star because stars fall
1: well yeah I'm not into it to be a celebrity yeah mm-hmm. you know I'm not I'm not in it to be seen really you know it's like I'm in it to because I know what it makes me feel like I know what it feels like being on stage and you know of course being able to get paid for because I do you know I <laughs> was a kid I worked for free and certain right. things right now I still do for free you know it just depends upon what it is right but I I have a, a a saying that you know it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice so that's my motto so if I can do something that I love doing and and really watch people benefit from it then that's that's a blessing for me
0: yes I love it I love the passion that's amazing Yes. So let's talk about your longevity because I mean, you've been in the business well, well over 30 years, right? Close to 40. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You've been working. I'm like, she's everywhere and everything that you do is like so amazing. So like how for people that want to know, like, how, how do you create this longevity? How did you do that?
1: Well, you create good relationships, you mm-hmm. create good relationships. You'll be able to have longevity because sometimes you know, you may be great for the job, but the person that's nicer to the, to the, you know, director may get the job, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, you're rated on, not just your talent, you're rating on, you're rated on a lot of things. So I always say it's good to have, to create good relationships. Um, producers, they may get fired from a job, but that doesn't mean they're out of show business. That means they're moving someplace else. So mm-hmm. you, it's good to build good relationships, good rapport, keep your word, be on time. These are things, it's a business. It's not just about being a celebrity. It's about uh, the business of it. It's called show business for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the neighborhood, which is so funny. Oh my goodness. So funny. <laughs> I love it. So for those who aren't watching, which they should be watching, it's so good, but tell us about uh, the neighborhood and, and what it's like working alongside said entertainer.
1: Oh, I love working with that. Um, I, I just, it, I think it's a great show. I think a sh- it's a show that's bridged a lot of gaps in terms of how black people talk to white people, white people talk to black people, you know, we all have different mm-hmm. conversations on, you know, <laughs> different conversations. So on and off set for us, it's really a, a wonderful um, place to be a, a great work environment. Uh, we got a great crew of people, great production. Um, working with Cedric is awesome. He's an amazing man. He is somebody that I've known for so long, and I've worked with all the greats. And I was like, wait a minute, I have not worked with Cedric yet. So, for me to be able to uh, work with Cedric is great because we, you know, we know all the same people, and you know, yeah. since I've been in Hollywood, So it's like, wow, I finally get a chance to be on a show. And he's just such a good, good, good guy, good, good human being.
0: Yes, you guys work amazing together. That's a really good show. Thank you. Yeah. I'm you're glad you enjoyed. Yes, me and the family, we sure do. So, oh. yes. So when, so out of all the roles that you portrayed thus far, what has been your most favorite one, and why?
1: Hmm, I always say I don't have a favorite one. That's like asking for a favorite song. It's like hard. <laughs> right? You know, I've enjoyed most of the roles that I've played, but I would say the most memorable for me was playing Rochelle because it was the first time I played a mother. And it was Mm -hmm. the first time that, you know, I was number one on the call sheet. So it's like, I knew that, I uh, was at a turning point in my career. You know, once you play a mother, you're going to always play a mother. So I knew that Rochelle was a stepping stone for me. But the, the latitude that I had on there, being able to express my comedic abilities was really cool. So I would say Rochelle is the most memorable for me because of the plateau that
0: it gave me. Rochelle had me in tears. Okay, like Rochelle. That has to be like one of my favorites too, you know, aside from Pam, of course. But Rochelle, like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm talking about, I'll be in tears, crying, laughing. That show was so funny.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I love, I love doing that show. It was a lot of work, but it was wor- wor- well worth it.
0: Would you like, do you have a role that was maybe has been more challenging? Um, role have you you, what what role have you done thus far that's been like really challenging and why
1: The most challenging role role I played was uh, Lena Baker Uh, it was a true story about the first black woman to be executed in the state of Georgia Mm -hmm. it's a real story and I loved being able to play that that role because it's the first completely dramatic role that I played. I mean, it was no comedy in my character whatsoever. And um, that was, it was hard, but I I was very proud of myself for that because it was something that I wanted to do at the time of my career and it worked out. I got the opportunity to do it. And um, I hope, you know, a lot from what I hear, people enjoyed it. You know, it was just a personal satisfaction for me to uh, play such a pivotal person that uh you know she had a hard life really really hard life but to play someone else's story somebody's real story uh you know it's not easy it's not easy so I'm happy that I took on the task and I was able to do it so I would say
0: the Lena Baker story. Mm -hmm. Yes now of course you know I have to I said if I ever got to talk to you I would definitely talk to you about Martin of course Mm -hmm. yes first of all Martin the show is a staple as i'm sure you know it's a staple it's a classic it's a necessity like my son one of my sons he's like 17 oh my goodness he loves martin he loves it like how does how does that how does that make you feel knowing like even it's kids that like you know they don't know they didn't know anything back then you know when martin started you know playing and now it's like everybody loves martin
1: well, it's, it's good. to It's a good feeling because it shows that we did our job right, you know, that we, because we enjoy doing more. We had so much fun doing that show. So a lot, so much, so many funny things happened off camera as well. So we literally came to work to laugh every day, literally laugh every day. And to be able to have something that is created such as nostalgia, you know, you can't beat it. You know, and now that we have generations of people watching Martin now, you know, it's just a good thing. And it's a pure testament to uh, us working very hard uh, at, at making a good show.
0: Yes. Yeah, so over here, like we literally have like all the seasons. I swear, like we it's one of those shows that I don't care how many times you watch it. You could watch it a million times. You're still going to cry laughing because that's just the, the effect that you guys had on people
1: and comedically i mean martin lawrence is he's he's the bomb like he he's just one of the funniest people i know but working with him is it's like you never knew what he was going to do next and that that was the fun of it everything was so you know spur of the moment and off the cuff so it was uh, that was a great, a great experience. And just to have all of us from different backgrounds in the industry and we all knew each other in some way. So it was a great synergy on the show. So I think a lot of show we were definitely blessed in that sense to where we started a, a new show with all these great actors who were able to play against each other perfectly. And and mm-hmm. now we see that it's lasted this long that people can still generations of
0: people can still enjoy it. You can't beat it. Yes. How did you like, how did you keep a straight face though sometimes? Like, cause I know you guys did a lot of improvising. Like, how did you keep a straight face? Didn't. <laughs> yeah, you can hear me laughing in the background.
1: We <laughs> have challenges like who's gonna rap, who's gonna laugh and break first. Of course, Tommy would
0: always be the first one to break. Yes. <laughs> he could never. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So tell us, because you look amazing first of all okay you look amazing how do you like what's your what's your secret like what what are we eating like do you have a certain diet a certain Um, regimen well you know what I I switch up my regimen every now and
1: then but I don't have a certain diet what I do is I don't eat anything that's white I try not to eat anything that's artificial so that means I stay away from sugars I stay away from starches I stay away from things that my body can't process Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or will take a long time processing because I am in the menopause state. So this menopause will kick your butt. So when your metabolism (laughs) literally comes to a a halt, you got to be mindful of what you eat. So I always think before I put something in my mouth without sounding suggestive, but you got to think about what will I get out of it? If I put this in my mouth and digest this, what does my body will my body be able to feed off of it or get something out of it? And if you answer, if your answer is no, then you shouldn't be eating it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you what's your start, favorite? Yeah. You, know, you just start practicing on eating light.
0: Yeah. It, it is tough, but you know it is necessary. It's, it's you know it's hard, but you know you eat right, you live long. You know, eat right, live long. That's how you got to think of it. You think of it the, early, the older you get, the more the more you think about it. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm like I'm like thinking now, like try to be more conscious. I'm not all the way there yet, but I am. I am trying to, you know. But it, and it's, it's so listen. It's okay to not already to be all the way there.
1: You know, you got people. Everybody Everybody's like everybody. Nobody's perfect nobody's perfect so you know you just do everything what is that called you do in moderation you know Mm -hmm. you know know that you like you know chocolate at night you gotta be mindful like hey I can't have two chocolate bars at night let me just have a half a chocolate bar at night and you start weaning yourself so you control the narrative and not your body you control the narrative you tell your body what you want it to do
0: Yes, and listen, I love me some chocolate too.
1: <laughs> Man, that's funny, and I can't stand chocolate. I have to have You don't to be- like chocolate? Oh, uh, uh, I do not like chocolate. I gotta be I gotta
0: crave chocolate or it's gotta be the only sweet thing that I that's there if I have a sweet tooth. I love it. Oh my goodness. I put and I love to put it like in the freezer because I like my chocolate cold. I love it. Mm. <laughs> yes. <That's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite meal? You have a favorite meal to eat? Ooh, I love,
1: uh, well, lately, cause you know, my fa- that's like having a favorite meal is like, you know, the, again, this favorite song. Like I love food. I love food. I love tasting food. I love all different kinds of food. But lately I've been on my raw spinach salads. I love, mm-hmm. like I take salmon and I pan sear it. Cause I'm not a, you know, I don't really care for salmon. So I've been training myself to like it again, Um, mm-hmm. pan searing it. And uh, putting it over raw spinach because I don't like cooked spinach. Like mm, okay. I like broccoli, I, my broccoli is it, either gotta be real soft or it's gotta be raw. Same thing with spinach. I like raw spinach or like nothing. Like I don't really like cooked spinach if it's like like too soft. Ugh, I don't like that. So <laughs> yeah. I go by <laughs> I go by texture. So I don't eat mushrooms. There's certain you know things that I don't eat. But okay. Um, I enjoy food. So lately I've been on this no gluten kit. So I've been purchasing things that don't have gluten in them. And um, you know, I practice the way I, cause I love food shopping, but when I food shop, I go around against the wall. You try mm, not to okay. hold <laughs> <You try not laughs> down the aisles if you don't have to. And when you challenge yourself to do certain things like that, then you will change your eating habits. You just got, it starts with, you know, you, 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 you got to do a little bit in every area of your life so everything can work
0: uh, in, in balance. Yeah, definitely. Do you, uh, do you like seafood? I love seafood. Yes, me too. Do you have like a favorite? Like do you eat, I love crab, crab. I eat
1: crab? I can eat crab and branzino. I can eat whitefish every day. Whitefish, yeah. crab. I love scallops. Every now and then I like clams. But I don't really do anything like I don't do like I'll do uh, sushi like tuna. I'll do maybe yellowtail, mm-hmm. uh, like unagi. Eat, you know, this freshwater eel every now and then. But I love crab. I could eat crab
0: every day. Me too. I'm actually from Maryland, so it's like the home of crab. Oh I okay. love. yes, yes. <laughs> I used to drive, we used to drive to Maryland and get our blue crabs, honey, and crack yes. them things open and eat them. yes oh my god it's my favorite I could literally eat those every day I could Uh every day (laughs) yes so what do you like to do for fun like when you are not working how do you like to unwind I unwind in different ways like because I get bored easily and,
1: Mm and you know since COVID you know I don't go out so I I literally Piddle around my house. I love organizing. I know it sounds weird, but I love organizing. I like decorating. I like redecorating. I lo- I, lo- I like piddling around my house because I just I I love I love organizing. It's I know it's weird. It sounds boring, but that's what I do all day long if I have nothing to do, which okay. probably never happens. Right, I'm sure <laughs> like you're <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that is that is so funny I'm like the opposite like I just I need to give I'm actually working on I just started actually working on being more organized but I'm that's like
1: good. <laughs> <that's good.
0: laughs> yeah for sure I'm, I'm like okay I know girl you got to get it together you got to be more organized so I'm, I'm working on that <laughs> yeah
1: Oh, that's good. And I mean, now's the time to so when this whole, you know, pandemic has been, you know, gotten control over, you know, when you get through it, who and what type of person will you be? Will you be better? Or will you be worse? So I was like, what, what do you do with your time? You know, I always want to do something constructive with my time. And sometimes even if like, I'm not, ai don't sleep. I don't require a long, like long hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So I wake up early, but then I go to bed a little earlier than others. But I, I love the fact that to me, like even vacationing, I'll wake up. And to me, vacation and being able to rest is literally not having to do anything. You wake up and you could do mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when you take those months, that's my type of meditation. You know, I can I'll read a book. I'll just sit around and just uh, play my music all day. Because a lot of times I'm running so much, I can't even listen to my music. So I was like, I'll, you know,
0: I'll just chill. Yeah. Well, that's the, you know, sometimes you just need to relax and, and that's a vacation in itself. Yeah. Yeah. To regenerate. Yeah. All right. So what advice would you give someone who wants to get like their big break in that acting industry? Like, what would you tell them? That
1: big, so what is a big break? You know, it's like these days, what is a big break? The industry <laughs> is constantly changing. So I guess that big break is all relative. So I would ask them, what do you want out of it? You know, do you want to be in, in film do you want to be in television do you want to be in both do you want to what do you there's so many extensions of the industry you know that you could be a mimer you could go out and just be a mine <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, could, you know you just so many things that you can do within the realms of show business so find out what it is that you enjoy and what's your forte and what do you get um a satisfaction from and then you start there but in terms of you know big breaks and all that stuff I don't that's all relative, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody A big break maybe for somebody just, you know, booking a, a theater gig or somebody else and maybe just being the lead role in a movie. You just mm-hmm. don't know, it's all relative. It's what you want out
0: of it. Mm-hmm. That's great advice, that's true. And then nowadays too, you have people, you know, they're going viral and that's how they're getting, you know, noticed too on social media you know yeah. which is different you know
1: yeah no I totally get it um and that's and and that's where the industry has changed too. I mean there's so many things you know you got the reality tv you got a lot of stuff and you got mm-hmm. a lot of ways that people can get um can get notoriety
0: mm-hmm. actually about if you can talk about it what is your like what what are you working on currently I know you have a talk show coming up if you can talk about your current projects
1: what uh, I'm, Tisha and I are actually working on. Uh, uh it's we use the word talk show but it'll be a little more than a talk show but we're, it's still okay. in development, so i can't give any specific details about it but we're okay. working on that but basically our company our, our two companies are hooking up and we're creating um uh, a, a a vehicle for ourselves where she and i can be who we are and do what we do best and that is you know entertain and and allow other people in on it so uh mm-hmm that will be the makings of uh, somewhat of a talk show. And then, uh, you know, being on the neighborhood is great. And my sister and I started our production company called Queens Light Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few things on the board that we're about to present. So that's going. And uh, we still have our We Win Foundation uh, that my sister founded for lupus and other autoimmune diseases. So, mm-hmm. I, and, and I got, you know, I'm a
0: mother of a 17 year old. So, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty busy. I'm pretty busy. Yes, I am looking forward to the talk show. That's gonna be amazing. You guys, when y'all get together, man, it's a blast. It really is. <laughs> it's a blast. Yes, I see your uh, your videos that you do with your daughter. Too funny. This the recent one where she's teaching you the mo- the moves, the dance moves. Oh and you- she kept yelling, I yelling. yelling at me. That's the worst yelling at what is going on here? <laughs> that was too funny. She was <laughs> screaming at you, okay? You better get the moves. <laughs> yes. the only time she said, I let her get
1: away with it. I'm like, this little child, I'm going to hurt She's funny, y'all.
0: You know? She's me times 20. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she is so talented. and so funny. Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: I'm very excited for her as well been working on her album so she's kind of come out her project is going to be so nice she's got so many beautiful songs my daughter's an amazing writer oh she's an amazing I'm writer cool. so looking forward to her budding career I really am
0: Yeah. She is going to do great. She's already so amazing. And I'm going to look out for that and I'm going to support that. So you're welcome. So listen, before I let you leave, there's something I like to do with every guest. Um, I call this segment, unpack your box. And that's basically where my guests get a moment, you know, nobody's counting to say whatever you want to say, whatever you feel, uh, you know, compelled to release, you know, you can leave last encouraging words, whatever you want to say. Well, that's a nice platform to give people.
1: I always say, you know, I hope that everyone is taking care of themselves because you can't take care of anybody else unless you take care of yourself first. So uh, you got to save yourself first and then you can save everybody else. And I just pray that for all who have lost people during this pandemic, that they find a space in their heart that will be healed and know that God can get them through these troubling times and know that they can get through these times no matter what.
0: And that they know that someone's always praying for them. That's it. Yes, I love that. Listen, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. I appreciate you. I have much love for you. I'm so inspired by you.
1: Well, you keep going, sweetheart. You keep going. God bless you. Thank you so much.
0: All right, y'all, we are out. Have a good one. Bye bye. You too. Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also email me if you like at unpacking the box podcast at gmail.com. And also if you are enjoying the show, if you were a guest on the show, you know, if you just, just, just love the show. Make sure you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts specifically. I don't know if you can do it on the other platforms, but I know for sure you can on Apple. So, yes, do that for your girl, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, let me know. All right, y'all. Be well.